All right, welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you so much for your patience this week. We've had a flip-flop of schedules. Nothing has been the same uh, this week at all for me. And so I really appreciate you guys uh, giving uh, me some space because I know what I want to talk about. And I want to do it last night, but I got home way too late. We had a really long board meeting after work. And there's just a lot of stuff going on. So uh, I, I didn't want to rush through anything. I didn't want to be half awake while delivering what I what I believe to be something important. And you might find it puzzling, the, the name of this podcast uh, episode. But uh, for me, that is kind of how where I I feel sometimes so uh, fraudulent. Well, sometimes I do feel like a fraud, and I, and this is in regards to being a pastor. That when I look outside of myself and I look and I say, "Am I a pastor really?" Like it just feels kind of dumb sometimes. And it's not because I'm I'm trying to lessen what God has called me to do because I truly believe this is divine. But I'm trying to think for for the rest of us. If we, we ever you ever been complimented and you felt as if you were undeserving of it. If you ever had somebody say something nice about you or you got a promotion or you felt guilty because you didn't seem worthy of it. Well, last night, this is now Thursday, June 8th. Happy Friday Eve, by the way. Friday Eve, not Friday, but Friday Eve. That's what Thursdays are. Um, they were going over my review, my evaluation for the year, and they offered me a new contract. Well, while I gave the board feedback, they asked me to just be dismissed for a few minutes while they talked. Uh, privately, I was just walking around our parking lot and I was just thinking like, I, I almost feel fraudulent. Like I know that they want to have me back and they were even discussing giving me a little bit of a raise, which again, I, I don't ever like making money in ministry at all. I, I don't, it just makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. And yet it's, it's very, it's very humbling uh, to be offered something of that sort. And so when I look at, at this type of thing, when I look at what what we do as pastors, I always think to myself, I can always be doing better, but yet I can get distracted by things. And I and I'm and what really gets to me that the sentiment at the heart of it is what Paul says in Romans seven verses fifteen through twenty. He says, "I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do." And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. And this is just in regards to holiness. Things that I could be doing better. Idols that I can still continue to root out of my life. Uh, whether it's just stuff that I watch. Like, do I need to even watch TV shows? They're not even offensive, but do I need to spend my time watching TV? Watching YouTube videos? Listening to podcasts? Like what? All these things kind of go back into, like, what do I do in my daily life? And does it all funnel back through God? And is it ultimately pleasing to God? Just like church and church business, like what we do at our board meetings. We, like the, the, the church on Sunday mornings, well, why we go is to worship God. And everything that we do and, and every decision that we make, everything ought to funnel to that purpose. What we're going to do, what we approve, what we spend our money on, is that going to enhance the, the worship and how we approach God? And in the same way, I think to my myself, like when you look at holiness and you're trying to practice holiness, you're trying to, you know, 
be consecrated, set apart holiness, something that's set above, and practice that type of lifestyle, not just saying, but doing, taking the book of James to heart, that can be so frustrating. And that's what can lead to these, these fraudulent feelings. And that, that for me, I don't want to lessen what God has done because I, I'm not calling God a liar and saying, hey, you made a mistake or, hey, this shouldn't be me. But it, it, I use it as motivation saying, I, I got nothing to offer. It's a, it's a humiliating thing to admit in, in a, like a positive way. It's a humbling. It's a process of humiliation or humbling themselves, lessening yourself. Because we're, we're told, you know, those who humble themselves will be exalted before God. And I, I just, I, I struggle. I struggle from time to time. Jesus in Matthew 23 is the one, is that passage where he says, you know, whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And for me, it's like, I have nothing to offer my people at my church. God is, is, isn't giving me gifts and talent, gifts and talents, but those are only useful if I channel that through his will and allow him to work through me. I have nothing in my own power. And I think Alistair Begg, one of the, one of the, uh, he, he's one of the more popular Protestant preachers that is becoming more popular here. He has a church in Cleveland. And he, he talked about just the ministry of how when you get, when you get down on the pulpit on Sunday, you could sometimes think to yourself, how in the world am I going to ever be able to do that again? How, how do I bring myself to do it? And I, and I, I feel that way. And so I, I wanted to share that with you just in case, if you feel that way in your own life, sometimes that it's okay to be honest. But it's also at the same time, it, don't let that the feeling of inadequacy, don't let that drown out the truth though. So you, you, can, you can say like, yes, I'm good at this thing that God's called me to do and I'm good at it because I'm allowing God to work through me. That can be a fact. I've said it before, a good painter can know that they can paint well, but it's the attitude that comes with it. People say I preach a good sermon. It's not up for me to decide. I got to preach the words that God has given me. And I, when I believe that that happens, and of course there's going to be good things because it's not me who's doing it. I've, I've done what I think are really good sermons and they've been terrible because I am trying to write it. I'm trying to get ahead of God. I'm trying to do my own thing or do something that I think is a good idea. And meanwhile, I haven't consulted God at all. And the whole purpose of the preaching the pulpit is to instruct people in the way of the word and if I'm relying on my own strength for that, then it's going to be futile. It's really simple. So if you can relate to that, that maybe that aspect of, man, I just, I don't see it, or this is just wrong. I, I feel, I feel wrong. I feel guilty as if I'm unworthy. That's God's grace sometimes. It's God's mercy. And let that attitude turn into to gratitude. And, may, and repentance. If you need to repent, saying, God, I'm not worthy of this. I need to repent of my own pestilence and my own sin. But thank you for this gift anyway. And for and may I be found as a good and faithful servant. May I be worthy of this gift, and this job, this position, what have you. That whatever that is in your life. Let it let it take take that feeling, maybe guilt, which again, that's not from God, but can be realistic. You can understand, like, man, maybe I, I ought to be doing better. Channel that back through. Don't let Satan win, but channel it back through God saying, you know what? 
None of this is due to my merit or my own efforts. But allow the attitude of humiliation to take place and ultimately to gratitude. From guilt to humility to gratitude. And when you take that approach, you can have a different point of view on life and what it looks like going forward to receive things that you don't think you deserve. Because ultimately, sometimes, think about it from a human-to-human interaction. When you buy someone a gift for the birthday or Christmas anniversary or just because, and the person says, no, 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 I can't accept this. How does that make you feel? How would it make you feel if you were rejected by, by, by somebody like a gift? Isn't that an awful feeling? Isn't it awful to work hard and sacrifice and you give somebody this gift and then they don't accept it because they feel bad? It becomes about themselves. The same way, God's offered us the gift of eternal life and gives us all these opportunities, and we go, no, 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 we don't want to take it. We want to do it ourselves. Sometimes being given something is because somebody else has been called to do it, and they won't, and that's their gift. They want to give you something. Accept it. Someone wants to offer you something. I've been starting to say yes, not because I'm greedy and selfish, but I understand what it's like to want to do something for somebody else, and it, it brings joy to everyone involved. It's another aspect. And so when you put it back in God's hands and he's giving you something and you're like, no, no, no. Let it turn into gratitude. Don't take it upon yourself. Don't think too highly of yourself. Be a worthy recipient of that gift. Thank you so much for bearing with me. Continue to find us wherever you find your podcast. Thank you to SoundCloud, your host us, and our YouTube channel. May God bless you and may God keep you.